The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. John Carmody, uh, animal rights activist. I read this article with interest in the last few days um, in which it says that this, there was a landmark ruling, first of all, in a court in New York that said an elephant called Happy was not being illegally detained in the Bronx Zoo. Bizarre court case. But it led to some commentary by activists that zoos should be closed down and they do nothing for animals. Do you believe that, John? Good morning. Good morning, Chip PJ. Let's batten down the hatches for this one because I, I can tell you now this was a court case um, a long time coming for that elephant. Um, and he was far from happy, let's face it. Um, but I just want to go back and tell your, your listeners just a very in a snapshot about this, actually. The, the court case was taken by uh, the Non-Human Rights Project, uh, a New York-based advocacy group for animal rights, PJ, in, in New York. And it wouldn't have been the first case that was taken on behalf of... Um, an animal. We had Happy the Elephant and there would have been Orca whales, there would have been chimpanzees and these would have been all animals um, that would have been kept in captivity. For instance, um, a marine park in, in Los Angeles, San Diego was one of them and there was another zoo that was held, um, that held uh, a chimpanzee captive as well. And let's face it, the, 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 the lock, the, the cases that were captive, brought, John? Like, yeah. I'll tell you why, PJ, and this is why I was happy to come on this morning to try trash this out with yourself and your listeners to to get our heads around this. Um, the, the the, The lawsuit was basically about trying to establish some very basic rights for these animals. And I think that the animal rights movement has turned a corner now. We've really advanced to the point we're starting to bring court cases to try establish basic rights for animals. And look, PJ, they're not, animals are not looking to vote. And I can tell you here and now, if they were to vote, they would do a damn better job than what we can do. I can tell you that here and now. <laughs> you cut me off. You're, you, you and I have talked too many times, John Camby. You cut me off at the past with an old one I threw at you years ago. So good man. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing, you know, ideally, it's just about recognizing that they should be free of pain and suffering and free to live out their lives as nature intended. So that court case that was taken on behalf of that elephant was essentially he's there since the 1970s. PGM. Mm. I wish to God that creature well, was, was he born there. Was he born there? I, I, I don't know. And if going back to the 70s, there was a lot of um, elephants taken from the wild at that stage for zoos and stuff. Now, I, I, I stand to be corrected on that. But mm. going back around that time, you don't really hear about it in this day and age that happening anymore. They're normally bred. They're shipped from one zoo to the other. But the bottom line in this one anyway, we didn't we didn't win the case, but we got huge press coverage all over the world. The movement did. Um, but the elephant is still in that zoo and they suffer from depression, from self-destructive behaviour. They pace back and forth and they walk around in tight circles. It's called the zoocosis because they're not fools. They, 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 live, they live, sleep and breed in these boring enclosures. And essentially, they are being held captive. We were captive for two years, but at least we got to get out after mm. COVID, you know. But those poor, those animals are stuck. There and they know it. When you look in their IPG, you know that there's someone at home. Can I bring in a third voice here, uh, John, if you wouldn't mind? I'm sure you've heard sure. of um, David Attenborough. Of course, yeah, absolutely. And and I'm sure you would agree, John, that David Attenborough has forgotten more about the welfare animals than you or I will ever know. Would you agree? 100%. Now, David Attenborough gave a lecture um, a number of years ago and an interview to do with London Zoo, where he said that 
practices had changed and that was only right that they did. And he said that. But he also spoke about the importance of zoos. And let's, now this is a number of years old. This was maybe 2016 or maybe even before it. But here's what the great David Attenborough said about zoos. The practical ways in which you run zoos have changed hugely. Uh, the emphasis on breeding, for example, is, is, is of great importance. And the emphasis on education has increased extraordinarily over the last 50 years. Uh, and the zoos can do things that nothing else can do. You don't actually know what an elephant is like unless you've seen one standing alongside it. And we can't all go to the plains of East Africa. Very important for education and conservation, says the great David Attenborough. That, that's a good link, PJ, and thanks for bringing that up. And it's a good question that you put as well. Now, here's the thing, and I wish I could sit down with David Attenborough. I, I ain't David Attenborough. I will never be David Attenborough. But I can tell you this, that zoos play little to no part in true conservation, first of all, okay? I don't know very much, you know, stories of of them bringing animals from captivity back into the wild and that is the god's honest truth as someone else said the other thing as well is, is that if you go into any zoo and I, I went to zoos for years actually as a matter of fact and let's face it Peter we can't all book a Ryanair flight and fly over to the Congo or to Savannah where we can see these animals in the wild and of course the next best option is to try and go and see them in zoos but where we're coming from is the fact that these animals are kept in a completely unnatural environment you're not seeing the animals show their true colours you're, you're seeing an absolute complete shadow of themselves but would you accept Which that if they are bred there they know, know that many, some of the animals bred in zoos in, in perfectly good breeding and conversa- conservation programs, they wouldn't last five minutes on the African savannas because it's not their environment. That's, you know, I want to believe that any of us, whether animals or humans, that when, when we're confined and when we're, when we're forced to live um, in the same environment day in, day out, and also ourselves, myself, yourself, PJ, and so many other people, and all of your listeners right now here listening to this story, we were confined for two years and we were cracking up. We were talking about mental health the whole time, and, and quite rightly so. With this, animals are no different. They, they, they wake up and they're, they're looking at glass enclosures mainly is what zoos work on these days. You'll see the barbed wire, they put up weight, they pace around. Ah, well, no, hold on a while, hold on a while, John. Dublin Zoo, and I, it's, it's, it's a few years since I was there now, but they have got huge enclosures. Obviously, you have to have barbed wire and glass to keep these animals in because some of them are quite fierce. But but the enclosures—they're huge. You see, they're they're, they're in the back of the Phoenix Park elephants and tigers and all those Mm. other animals. And and I get it; it's a very very popular attraction. And and I'm not here to tell people not to go to zoos for the record. But I think it's healthy that we at least trash this out and we get the information out. But here's the thing: your those elephants that are that are in any zoo, I, I would imagine, or any. Wildlife Park. I was just about to go there. They're, would you would you make a distinction between, say, Dublin Zoo and Photo Wildlife Park? They're they're really there to to bring in ticket sales, and you'll often find PJ as well that the zoos really breed the most popular animals that pull in the largest amount of tickets, where they can sell the most amount of dolls and other merchandise as right. well. But I think that in time to come, thanks to these conversations, and this is not going to be a bad thing, that we were able to at least consider the feelings of uh, other animals held in captivity, okay. which is what essentially it is. Right. But again, I do worry about the fact that these animals are facing 
problems in the wilds, but zoos aren't there to stop that, let me tell you. It's us humans that brought in the bulldozers, the chainsaws. We've cut the forests down. We've, we've, we've drained the oceans. And we take the animals, the ones that we can, and we put them into these cages and these these enclosures, and then we sell tickets, and then we say, right, they're there because we're trying to help them out, when yet we're ransacking their environment, and they're the ones that are being blamed for the whole lot of it. John? And that's what I think, really, on this one. I will leave it there. Thank you very much, John Carmody. Uh, always in fairness always a respectful debater even if I don't agree with him and I enjoy our conversation every time you're on John thank you very much 0818 96 96 96 you see where John is coming from I'm taking a layman's side entirely on this um, but let's listen again to the words of the great the greatest I would say animal rights activist and conservationist of all time at 90-something years of age, he's still working. The practical ways in which you run zoos have changed hugely. Uh, the emphasis on breeding, for example, is, is, is of great importance. And the emphasis on education has increased extraordinarily over the last 50 years. Uh, and the zoos can do things that nothing else can do. You don't actually know what an elephant is like unless you've seen one standing alongside it. And we can't all go to the plains of East Africa. Corks 96 FM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.